good morning. Good morning, everybody. My name is Latasha Martin, and welcome to the morning message with a biblical foundation. Um, if you are on Facebook, I would love to invite you to the Connect, Collaborate, Create group. Um, you would just look for those words and you know you're there. Thank you for listening on podcast. And if you are watching us on YouTube, I would ask that you subscribe and follow. Subscribe and follow. The title of our message this morning, good morning, Adeline, good morning, Shannon, is called Missing the Message. Let me jump into a word of prayer and then we'll be back with our morning message. Dear God, we thank you so much. I pray today that even in this time that we're together, that people can take a moment to hear from you. They may not be totally focused in as they listen to this video. I ask them that they share and save it for later so that they can reference the scriptures that I'm showing today. Because God, I know the importance of focus, God. I know the importance of just making sure you're intentional with your time, Lord. And so, dear God, I pray that they are transformed by your words. And if they don't hear it now, I pray that they will have something happen throughout the day to say, you know what? I need to go back to the word of God and see what God is saying to my heart on this situation. Maybe I missed something. And so, God, I pray that you come in and consume the atmosphere, Lord, that you will be the loudest voice that anyone hears. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So today's message is called Missing the Message. So I am asking people to tag, share. You might be asking why, because if you miss this whole message, you can come back to it later. Not so much for what I'm saying, but even if it's just to reference the scriptural reference today, which will be coming out of the book of Hebrews. Now, this is what recently happened to me. Uh, last week, Sunday, my friend attends another church. She sent me a message through text and said, girl, you need to listen to this message. It is fire. And I was like, okay. So I was working and I was listening. Let me say I was working and I was hearing. I wasn't listening. I was hearing. And what I realized after the fact, because yesterday the Holy Spirit said, go back and now I want you to listen. What's the difference between hearing and listening? Hearing means noise is coming in your head, but you're not necessarily hear like a listening to what a person is saying. So now if this is you, you can give me a smile face because, you know, I think we're all guilty of it. Um, really, most people think that they're most effective when they are multitasking. If you feel that you're a multitasker, go ahead and give me a number one in the comment section if you feel like you're multitasking. You might not even be able to respond to this because you are multitasking, but you think that it, you're really being more productive. But actually, I was reading some research this morning, and actually, when you are multitasking, it can take you up to 25 minutes or more if you get distracted by the multitask to focus in or to refocus on the things that you thought you were doing before you got interrupted and you were multitasking. So Latasha, how does that happen? No, no, no. I'm like a great multitasker. That's what you're probably telling me. But your brain was not designed to multitask. You can only do one thing at a time, no matter how fast you shift from thing to thing, like you might think you're doing. Oh, this is so funny. <laughs> Shannon said, nope, I'm not smiling right now. No matter how fast you might be thinking that you're shifting from thing to thing, you technically, like scientifically, can only do one thing at a time. One, one thing at a time. And people are like, well, that's not true. You breathe and you do stuff. Do you? 
Your breathing is not on autopilot. Your breathing can control how you're walking, et cetera, et cetera. So you might be saying, okay, she's like making this way more than it really is. And what I was realizing is, well, let me make some more applicable examples. So have you ever heard when we could go to church, for those who attend regularly, have you ever had an amazing worship experience? And then right after the church service, you feel like you're releasing and you were excited and you were engaged and someone turns to you and says, so what was the message about? And you're like, uh, uh, okay. So then you might say, okay, maybe you're a little bit better than that person. You could tell them little pieces of it, but then the most critical pieces. So what text did the pastor or the preacher use? Uh, okay. And, and, and I used to laugh. And even for myself, I used to pride myself in being a super duper multitasker, but I don't even pride myself in that anymore. And you might be saying, well, what changed for Latasha when she knew she needed to start paying attention? And what things did she do to start paying attention? And the reason I'm saying this, wait, let me see what Shanda says here. It's like when I have to rewind my audiobook five times. Exactly. Because you really are not, it's just some noise in the background. And so for me, multitasking and focus became real when I almost could have hurt my kids. And so I will tell people when I'm driving places, especially when it's not just me in the car and I know that I need to pay attention, I won't go my normal path because my brain doesn't shut down easily without intentionally saying slow down. And what will happen is I'll be on autopilot. So you're driving on autopilot and, and it wasn't a problem until it was. And I remember one morning when my kids were really small, I was driving them to preschool. Who knows what else I was thinking about at the time. But all I do know is after I sideswiped a car, I can't even tell you the color of the car. All I know is I knocked the side mirror off of that car and it really didn't do much damage to my car, but it was a wake up call because that whole scenario could have been a lot worse. And I think about right now, versus back then when cell phones were not even the culprit. And when I was doing additional research, what I learned was that the average American spends almost two hours a day on social media with this little killer device. And we might giggle because my kids, like my kids crack me up because like they will literally take the phone if they're in the car with me and put it somewhere where I can't get it. Because I can't say that I'm not guilty of it but I've tried to get better. I've tried to get better. Why? Because when I'm in the car with others, I'm not just endangering my life, I'm endangering their life and the lives of other people around me. So you might be saying, okay, Latasha, now you're taking us down this path of gloom and doom. Well, let's go back to the message that I almost missed. Monday, I had made a decision, an intentional decision about what was next for me. It was fleshly motivated, I prayerfully asked, I went to my husband, we had a conversation and we were in agreement. Thursday, when I listened to that message from the man of God, which was amazing, I my whole life was transformed because I said, I need to go back to the word. Like I need to go back to the text and I need to study this. But why is this relevant to you today? So let's go into our text for this morning. Our text for this morning comes out of Hebrews, the second chapter, and it is the first verse. And this is what it says. 
It says we must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we do not drift away. For if the message spoken by the angels was binding and every violation and disobedience received has its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore such salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit described according to his will. So why is this passage so relevant? This passage about we must pay more a careful attention, therefore, to what we heard so that we do not drift away is speaking to the early believers. So the early believers, before they were having an encounter with God, like in the Old Testament, they'd have only certain people heard from God. When Jesus came, the word became available to all of us to be able to have a direct connection to what the word of God says. In the current time, we have the Bible as our source. And what happens is, especially right now when we're so consumed by social media, I say that as I'm on social media, we're so consumed by our Insta feed, we're so consumed by text messaging, we're so consumed by articles, we're so consumed by um, all these different LinkedIn, all of these sources that we almost go on autopilot when we have the opportunity to be present in the actual experience. I know I've been referencing a lot this whole debate that happened on, I don't even know, I think it was Tuesday. Some didn't watch, some watched. Some didn't watch because they felt like I already made a decision. I think that's what Shannon said. And so I'm gonna intentionally spend my time somewhere else because I don't need to have my mind consumed or distracted by something that's not relevant. Others may have watched, but they were hearing it as they were multitasking. So they weren't listening to the words that were being said and the nonverbal communication that was happening. And they probably said to themselves, I don't really need to pay that much attention because I'll catch the news feed to see the highlights or I'll watch the recap on other social medias. Again, not really paying attention. Why is that dangerous when it comes to our walk with Jesus? It's dangerous because we live in a time that the average person consumes so much information visually through their ears, through their encounters or their lack of encounters. What happens is, is we can be deceived by false prophets when it comes to our walk with God. Because what happens is, is we're lazy learners. We're not taking time to get naked with God to be intimate with God, to hear the word of God, and then to apply it to our lives because we're so busy with what we're doing. When I wake up in the morning, my husband, my son and I were having this conversation where we were talking about, you know, when you sleep with this little deceptor tool next to you, and it's the first thing that you pay attention to, what will happen is, is that even if you're not disciplined, because I'm real disciplined when it comes to this in the morning, I literally will not go on a, a social media feed or look at a text message or anything, unless, of course, it comes from my family, my immediate family, before I go to my scripture and then I have my iPad and I'm writing stuff down and I'm journaling and I'm going into my place of gratitude and I want to set myself up for hearing from the Lord. And that could be hard if you're easily distracted. 
Like I don't even have the sound is often not on my phone. So my kids will be like, mom, I called you X amount of time. Most times my sound is not on my phone because why it's like a Pavlonian response. Y'all can smile with me if it happens to you. You're focused on what you're focused on and all of a sudden an alert will come up and you feel like you need to react or respond to it. There's another button if you have an iPhone, it's a real powerful one. You know what it's called? Decline. <laughs> you can decline. And if you feel bad about declining, you can decline with an auto responder to say, hey, can I call you back? Because some of us do not realize that we are missing the message and we can be deceived by false prophets and false truths because the source of our truth is not coming out of the word of God, it's coming out of the translation of what I heard somebody say about what somebody else said. And then I, I want to translate what that person said. And you're not getting the big message that God wanted to speak to you about in the word of God because you're listening to the sound bites. I promise you, I'm even guilty of it. And when I really know that I need to hear, there are some things that I've had to do to be intentional and intimate with my time from God. And Shannon's cracking me up. She said, nope, not smiling again. And Sam is like, I, I have an iPhone now. Welcome to the Apple family, Samantha. I'm sure your life has been transformed greatly. <laughs> cracking up. And so it's important that we spend time with God. But for some of you, you might be struggling and saying, I don't know how to do that. Like you're saying all this stuff, Latasha, but I'm new to this God thing. So that's why I listen to these other sources. So I know where to begin. And this is what I want to encourage you of. If you've accepted Jesus Christ into your life, you have this gift called the Holy Spirit. I am not telling you that you don't need to listen to Bible teaching pastors. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that no matter how you receive that word, then do some intentional things. Don't just chew it up, spit it out. Take a deeper dive and savor the moment. So how do you do that? Well, if you're listening to a word and they use a scripture, write that scripture down. If you're reading it for yourself and you don't know where to begin, and let's say you Googled anger, maybe you think anger is your issue and you read a scripture, the first thing you want to do then also is write that scripture down. So first we're going to read the scripture. Then you're going to write the scripture. Then you're going to meditate on the scripture. Now, what is meditating on the scripture? Meditating on the scripture is not saying, why is this scripture an answer to my problem? Meditating on the scripture is being curious to say, God, what does this word mean for me? And can you show me how it could come alive in my life. And if you don't know a lot of text, what you may wanna do is grab another type of Bible, like a commentary, life application Bible's great. Read other translations of that Bible and then be curious. And as you ask the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart, then you're gonna say, God, help me to receive and apply what you gave me so that my walk as a disciple, a follower of Christ is driven by the word of God and not my opinion. Even the wisdom and approach. Is this word for me? Is this word for others? 
Is this word for me? Is this word for a relationship? Is this word just for me? Or is it how I should work, apply it to my job? And then as you ask the Holy Spirit for this guidance, the next thing you want to do is you want to continue to study this word. And what does it mean to study the word? It means that you don't just read that one scripture because you'll hear a lot of people say, and they took that out of context. You're right. Jesus sometimes spoke in parables of the time in which he was in. So if you don't understand the context, meaning the scriptures before, the scriptures after, most Bibles have reference scriptures. If you're in the New Testament, you'll see the same passage translated multiple times and see different authors' perspectives on the same situation. And so you can read that context. You can go back and you can look at history, what was happening, because the word of God is true. It can be pushed back into actual history. You can look at some of the historical context of the time of which that word was written. Go deep and not necessarily wide. And when you take that approach, God might have you in one text for weeks, months, years. Who knows what God is doing with you with that one word? I see Shannon saying here, if you're new to the Bible, the NIV version of the book of John is still better than Facebook. That's true. That is true. Because I will hear people say, well, the, the gospel is only good if it comes out of this translation. Well, the reality is the essence of what that word is. Now, granted, if it's somebody that's just like you said, Shannon, and, and like others say, you're just listening to someone else. Well, you're human. So you're probably going to miss a word. And that word that you miss or mispronounce could be the part of the scripture that somebody needed to hear. And that's why even in the morning message, I'm like, copy these texts down. Go back and do exactly what I'm saying here. Read that scripture. Write the scripture down. Meditate on the scripture. Ask the Holy Spirit for guidance on how can I apply this to my life. And then study that word. And you can study it. And then what the good thing is, is that as you spend time going deep into that, it will give you that desire. It almost becomes like food, like you get hungry for it. You're like, oh, I want to learn more. I want to know more. Tell me more about this Peter who seems so radical. And I hear people talk about radical Peter, but do they talk about the Peter who was, who was the preacher? Talk to me about this Paul. Why is it that some people refer to Going back to Peter as Simon and then Peter and then Simon. How, what, what's going on there? Don't just take people's word for things. I think one of the biggest tragedies in my life is the amount of time that I took in my life going with brokered faith, meaning that I would hear a word from someone speaking and then that's how I would approach the word. I didn't understand the joy and the intimacy with God where I would say, Lord, there's something going on and I've been praying about it. And then God will give me a scripture or I will Google it and I could read that scripture. Like I even tell you guys, I spend time with God with me first before I prepare for this message. Sometimes I share what he shared with me. Sometimes what he shared with me is just for me. It ain't for y'all. It's not for public consumption. It's only for me. He's doing work in me. And so I would encourage you today to do this because if not, I'm telling you, there's so many, and it's really interesting with this whole, so like with uh, these really, really um, 
intelligent, articulate people who can put like complex things together and make it so sound so good that it sounds like it's real. But there's a lot of things around the law of attraction that uses biblical foundation, but manipulates the motivation, which is it's about you and not about God. And it works because you're using the gospel, but with the wrong motivation, it becomes about you and not about God. And I don't want that for my life because we know that if it's about you and you would get your acknowledgement from me and God is like, you good. You don't need me if you got them. If that's what you were looking for. But if you don't know the word of God and you don't know these, the how people use a lot of scripture and manipulate it for their gain. Let me leave with this one thing. You know, you'll hear people talk about, you know, prophets and apostles and and all of these different uh, labels that they'll put on people. But this is what I know about God, which is so awesome. If somebody comes to you with a word and like you haven't heard the word from the word, (laughs) you better be leery of that word. And so many of us are waiting for a prophetic word instead of spending time so that the source of the word can speak to your heart so that then when someone says something to you, because God does use people, and I'm not even saying that prophets are not real. But what I am saying is you need to be real careful because there's a lot of people who are using deception with a title to convince or to convey you to manipulate you for selfish gain. And when you start spending time with the word of God, this is the good stuff. The Holy Spirit will give you this thing called discernment. And somebody might say something to you. You may not even... You may have the posture where you don't even need to respond because, you know, somewhere that just don't sound right. That, that does not make sense. Because what they're saying is so far from or manipulating the word that you have. What you've done, these things, you've done them. You have read that scripture. You've written that scripture. You've meditated on that scripture. And you will have you've asked for the Holy Spirit to say, how does this scripture apply in my life? And you understand the context of that scripture. And so that discernment will say, hmm. And then there's other times that you'll be like, oh, yeah, that is an agreement with what the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. And even in those situations, sometimes you'll give a confirming word to that person. Sometimes you just might be like, hmm, that's good. That's a good word right there. And that might be all that you say because they don't even know how they could be speaking life and confirming something that God has already shown you. All I'm saying is let's not miss the real message. The real messages come from the author and creator. And that is the scripture. And as you do these things, I promise you, it will help you with your yeses and your noes. It will help give you that wisdom. It will help you to not be so emotional. It will also even help you to be able to experience different types of worship and really appreciate them. One of the things that I love, the more I started reading the word of God, I could listen to different types of preachers and get the same level of, wow, I love how they broke that text down. Oh yeah, like how they broke that text down. And it doesn't mean that you're a know-it-all. Let's be clear. It doesn't mean that you're a know-it-all. It means that you're understanding how that word is applicable to your life. 
I'll go back to the beginning where I talked about how my friend sent me this message. And I had been discussing it with her and one other person. And it was so interesting because it was the same message, the same text, and it landed on all three of us completely different. And I was laughing. And I said, but isn't that how the Holy Spirit works? You could all be sitting in a room hearing the same exact message, the same text that's not been manipulated, but it lands on you differently because you have a relationship with God to know how he speaks to you. And that's how he's a, that's what's the goodness about the word of God. He can give you what you need while he gives them what they need, while he gives them what they need. And it could all be different, but if it's kingdom focused and it's contextually and it's the word, right? It's amazing. It is amazing how much richer the gospel and your experience with God will be when you don't miss the message because you understand the messenger. So dear God, we thank you today for this word. We thank you that if we do, if we are one of these people that are constantly multitasking and constantly doing too much and constantly just listening and not studying to show ourselves approves, dear God, I pray today that we will be more intentional with our uninterrupted time with you. Lord, I'm thankful that this morning I was reading and, and what I heard was it's not about making time for God. It's about making a decision that God, you are first in our lives. And if we say that you're first in our lives, then our lives and our behavior should show and demonstrate how important you are because we carve out that time to hear from you. Dear Lord, anyone that's new to the word of God, I pray that if they need help, that they will seek biblically based truth help on how to get intimate and how to spend time with you, God. I pray that they are they understand how it will transform their lives and just help them in so many areas. And so, Lord, today I pray that not my voice, but your word through Hebrews 2 and 1 through 5 or 1 through 4 will bless them today. That they will go back and read the scripture, write the scripture, apply the scripture, be curious about the scripture, and study the scripture. So they can transform their hearts. It can get into their minds and it can be things that they reference before they phone a friend and listen to somebody. Dear God, I thank you for the wisdom that you make available to every single one of us for the gifting of the Holy Spirit. For the sacrifice of your son. And for the blood that was shed that gives us grace that's undeserving. We come to you humbly thanking you, God for all that you're doing in our lives and doing through us as we are more faithful to our assignments that you have created for each one of us. We thank you, Lord, for everything in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Have a great day. God bless. I'll see you guys on Monday. Pray for me. I got a busy day.